1: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neil. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, all that good stuff, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Ladies and gentlemen, starting to starting to pick up, starting to get some, starting to get some news, starting to get some developments. We're about a week away from the start of the newly year the start of free agency. And uh like I said, we got some we got some uh interesting developments with uh at, at the time of our recording Tuesday, uh the 4 p.m. franchise tag deadline is passed. And the Dolphins <clears throat> excuse me, the Dolphins uh did not use the franchise tag as expected, but you know, the tag was placed on some other players around the league who may be linked to the Dolphins, maybe not. Uh so we definitely gotta talk about that as well as uh, the release or the impending release of Byron Jones uh, with that news coming out Tuesday. Um, but as I said before, we're going to start with the franchise tag deadline. And while the Dolphins didn't use it, uh, the Baltimore Ravens did on their MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson. They used a non-exclusive franchise tag, a one-year deal that ties to the, the team uh, with the price tag of $32 million. Now, I bring this up. Because the non-exclusive franchise tag, as opposed to the exclusive franchise tag, allows a team to negotiate a deal with Lamar, sign them to a deal. And if the Ravens don't match that deal, they could give, uh, the Ravens could get two first round picks for Lamar. Now, this is where it gets interesting, so stay with me. In order to complete this deal, the team would have to give up a 2023 First round pick and a 2024 first round pick. Now, if you haven't been living under a rock, if you've been listening to this podcast, reading the Miami Herald, you know the Dolphins. Even if you're just the Dolphins fans, you know the Dolphins do not have a first round pick. Matter of fact, they're supposed to have two, uh, but we know they don't have any. The first one they lost that last summer. You know, tampering, Tom Brady, Sean Payton, the league said, give me that first round pick. Uh, so they were down to one. A couple months later they gave the other the second person on pick to the Denver Broncos for the trade that brought in outside linebacker Bradley Chep. So the Dolphins they got nothing to work with. However, this is where it gets interesting. So stick with me. If for some reason Lamar never signed that offer sheet, if this dragged on to after the draft in April, uh there is a slight <clears throat> chance that the Dolphins could sign an offer sheet uh Lamar could uh you know agree to that deal, and then the dolphins could give up picks in 2024 and 2025. Now, again, if you have if you haven't been living under a rock, if you've been reading the mind your hero, if you've been on Twitter, if you've been panting to the news, um among several teams that are reportedly not interested in Lamar Jackson, the Dolphins are among those teams with ESPN reporting that they're not expected. To pursue Lamar Jackson or any other starting quarterbacks this offseason, Tua is their guy, and that obviously lines up with what we've been reporting, what we've been saying. Uh, reporting the Dolphins' decision makers, General Manager Rich Greer, Head Coach Mike McDaniel, all of them have said that they they want Tua to be around here for 2023 and beyond. So this just kind of jives and lines up with uh, you know what they've been saying. But the question is, is this the right decision? Now, we are, we know we've been talking about the uh, the fifth year option. The long-term deal. I know last week at the time that we had recorded, uh, I was at the combine in Indy. We had just finished speaking to Mike McDaniel, who said that he, you know, they're still mulling the fifth year option. Um, they want, but they want him to, to be here and be here for a long time. So the very next day on Wednesday, we spoke to Chris Greer and he echoed those comments. And he actually kind of went a little bit further uh when asked about Tua's injuries and whatnot and how that might deter him from committing long term. He said, "I can't, I can't lie and say no, but it's not anything to the point that's gonna make us afraid to commit long term." He said, "Tua has bounced back from all of his injuries and may expect him, uh, you know, to be good and play well for the years to come." So the the one thing, the big takeaway from from this is that the messaging is clear. Like last year, and even for the last year plus, honestly, probably since Tua has entered the league and been drafted by the Dolphins, there's been speculation about his job security. Uh, in Miami and I think that this is the first time maybe since he's been drafted where the messaging is clear general manager from the head coach um, you know it's it's taken a while but it's we want Tua to be here we want Tua to be here for a walk for a long time now whether their actions actually line up with that in the coming months we'll see and I think it obviously starts with the fifth year option it doesn't seem like well they really don't have the mechanisms to get Lamar um, you know, because again, you can say one thing and act another way, but they don't have. I don't, they don't even have the mechanism to get Lamar. So to me, that was never really a uh, um, that was never really a feasible plan, especially when you um, factor in the type of deal reportedly a fully guaranteed deal, a la Deshaun Watson that he would have been seeking. I mean, the Dolphins are over the cap; they just don't have the means to do it. But going back to Tua, um, it's a risk. We've talked about the risk, the injury risk, um, but. It's a risk that I can I can get on board with because the messaging is clear and the vision is clear. If it blows up in your face in 2023, um, if he's not able to stay healthy, hey, maybe we can come back and say, should they have gone after this quarterback or this quarterback? But I like the messaging. Um, I like the fact that they're staying behind him. They're committing to him. We'll see what happens with the fifth-year option. I mean, we can debate that from now until the May, May 2 deadline. Um, I, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to see them pick it up because I think we just saw a situation with uh the Giants and Daniel Jones where they didn't pick it up and now they're on the hook for, you know, about 40 million dollars a year, 82 million dollars guaranteed in the first two years, um when they could have been getting ready to see him play play uh, his uh his fifth year option out. Um, you know, it, it's a risk to take, you know, both ways. Um, but I would like to see them pick up that that uh that fifth year option, but I do like the messaging and I do like the way that they're they're starting off this, this offseason, this free agency period. We're like, hey, Tua is our quarterback. We're not going to entertain that. We're going to continue to build around him and see where that goes. Uh, what do you think about the Dolphins being out on Lamar Jackson, being all in on Tua and moving forward with him this offseason?
0: Well, I think, you know, when you don't have – if if you don't have the money, you don't go into the Mercedes dealership. You know, you know, you can sit there and look at the you know sit there and look at the window and pass by and then uh, you know kind of wonder about it, but you know don't go wasting everybody's time.
1: They can't get a loan. You can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this is you know, unfortunately this is not a situation where you get you can get loans. It's uh, you know the loan doesn't cut it. Uh, it's not it's not even Am Scott. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the shenanigans the Dolphins would have to, not, not shenanigans, the, the, all the, the stuff the that hurdles, you have hurdles, to go, yes. go through to get two first-round picks. And then let's do, uh, after you go through all that, now you're going to spend all this money on Lamar. You know, you're, you're out, you're out. Just accept it and move on. But should they always be looking at upgrading the position? Of course they should be. I think mm-hmm. I think that you should, uh, unless you have, uh, you know, unless you have that, this, you hundred percent know he's your he's the guy, and he's a even you know he's proven it a little bit or you know so with some form of playoff success. I think you always have to look at upgrading your that that position if you know there's a possibility out there. You know, it to continue the deal you know, car metaphor, the old, you know, kick the tires, you know, make a phone call to it, make a phone call to an agent, you know, um, you know, call a team, call a team, ask. You know, you always have to do that. Um I, I think that is it's good that there is it has to be good for to uh that the outward messaging is you know what they're telling everybody else is, you're you're our guy, we're in this with you, you know you don't need to you you don't need to worry, don't keep me looking over your shoulder, um, you know you're the guy, you know, but behind you know behind the scenes you should they should always you should always be. It, you should always be looking to improve yourself unless, again, like I said, you have a proven, you know, solid commodity. I think I think that's true in any business. You yeah. have, if you have in our business, if you have a, you know, if you have a great NFL reporter or, you know, you're good and you see another beat reporter, NFL beat reporter who, you know, might be coming free, you know, you to me, it's your duty. Hey, let's or do you think that who you think will be an upgrade? You have it's your duty to call, you know, put a call in and say, hey, what's your th- what you thinking now? or how would you how'd you like to live here? How'd you like to you know, what 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 are you thinking? Uh, unless you have, again, a guy who, you know, done it for a while, had a good amount of success. Then you say, OK, we're we're, we're fine, you know. Um, but like I say that's, that's, but that's any business should, you know, you have to, you know, until you are, until you are like one of the proven best at your position or b- person who operates going to operate the best in that position, in that company, in that, in that company scheme, um, you should always
1: expect that your company is looking to upgrade. Dang, I hope you're not foreshadowing anything about my job security. I, I, no, I, no, I no. I'm a hero's franchise guy. Like, <laughs> 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 but no, but seriously, but seriously, though, no, I mean, one thing that, you know, that we kind of, you know, and you can read it on the My Merrill that um, Barry and Barry Jackson and I uh, mentioned, and, you know, the improbable way the Dolphins could land Lamar Jackson is, I mean, w- what if he wants to come here? I mean, we saw that a year ago, obviously, different situations with, with Deshaun Watson and all the legal issues that he had, but Sean Watson, by all accounts, wanted to come to Miami. I mean, what if Lamar Jackson wants to come to Miami? I mean, you have an MVP quarterback who's a Pompano native. He's from South Florida. If he wants to come here, is that something that you entertain? Or do you, you say no. I mean, Tua's t- t- is our guy Because I I, I I think that I, I agree with you that, you know, Tua, while Tua has played well, the injuries are obviously still a, a, still a concern. And, again, you're right. Unless you have that bona fide franchise guy that you know is 100% God hundred percent your guy um I, I understand why you'd still quote-unquote kick the tires um but but, again, but like I said I, I think that they are going the, the right way about it in terms of you know committing uh, com- committing publicly to a and, and truthfully again I never thought that you know getting Lamar or maybe getting Aaron Rodgers was feasible so it wasn't something that I, I really entertained but again when you have a guy that's more or less available if he wants to come to you do you have to entertain it anymore?
0: Well, okay, you can still listen and say, "Okay, you want to come here." It doesn't change what the Dolphins have to do to get him here. He's not giving the Dolphins a home home team discount. No, we know of <laughs> no, no, no. He's not. He's not. He's not doing that. That this isn't that situation. So that doesn't change. So, and, and then you know, uh, I mean, Lamar's you know a tremendous quarterback and you know he's, he's been an mvp um you
1: know am i going to get 17 games out of him well, that's the question now that's the question now after after the past two years Uh-huh. You know, you're exactly so if i it, question it, 2 is uh durability i mean that, that is something that question I, I, well. so
0: so now i've got the same i've got the same question you know oh i got a better guy i must but uh am i going to have i got the same question if i'm going to have that better guy on in that you know on on 17 sundays or you know sundays mondays thursdays whatever the heck yeah so i got that same question ah no that's a lot of hoops to jump through to have the same question
1: yeah
0: you know um so you know okay you know lamar okay you you want to Come here, you know. Some people want to date Miss Olympia. You know, let's see who gets lucky first. It's it's not happening. So, you know that that's
1: that's just that's you know. Yeah, I mean, as of now, you know, the Dolphins publicly they're saying all the right things publicly. Um, they're committing to to Tua yeah. for this year. They hope beyond. And uh, you know they're they're moving forward with the offseason. They're getting closer to the offseason. season. Like I said, they made a made a couple moves uh today. Um, they expect to make another move, um, with Byron Jones that we're definitely going to talk about on the other side of things. We're going to talk about uh, the Byron Jones cut, impending cut, how that changes may change their offseason priorities, and kind of ranking those uh needs after this latest move. So we're going to take a short break. Uh, but stay locked with us, and we'll be back soon. What's going on everybody back here on the Dolphins in that podcast talking all things Dolphins with David Neal and while we talked about some tangential Dolphins news in the first half with the franchise tag Dolphins saying that they're not going to be pursuing Lamar Jackson or any other starting quarterbacks sticking with Tua uh, the Dolphins did in fact make their own moves on Tuesday uh, first off in uh, kind of a cost or in one of two cost saving moves they cut Tight and Seaton Carter uh, placed a tender on exclusive rights for Agent Elijah Campbell. Um, that's just one of uh, a few kind of housekeeping moves for the Dolphins that they try to get under the cap so they can make some moves. But the big uh, move that, that came out or is coming out is uh, the Dolphins informing Byron Jones that they're going to be releasing him next week. So he can become a free agent. Um, and this move will free up about $13 million for the, for the Dolphins. However, they won't be able to use it uh, until after June 1, because it's a post June 1 destination. Uh, if you want to read more about that, definitely go to my website uh, where I broke all of that down. However, um, I want to touch on that move um, that impending move with cutting Byron Jones, because uh, we've talked about Byron Jones all season, um missed the 2022 season because of uh or in the wake in the aftermath of uh offseason leg surgery that he had last March. Um we finally I mean he didn't speak all year um but he finally broke his silence about a week ago when he uh wrote on Twitter that he can't run or jump because of the injuries he sustained in the NFL. Um when we spoke to Chris Greer um at the Com- combine uh last Wednesday um he said that he has a great relationship with you know Byron Jones his agent the training staff and whatnot but he didn't commit to uh Byron Jones being on the team in 2023 which I mean he didn't commit either way but I thought that was very telling because um, one thing that I've noticed not only from Chris Greer but a lot of you know decision makers um and, and officials across the league is you know when you speak to them they might not tell you the the, the full truth they might not outright tell you something um but they'll be forthcoming when they want to, and they will withhold information when they want to. You know, I remember last year um, when we were a- asking Chris Greer about uh, Xavier Howard, and he said, you know, you know that he was going through kind of a, not a contract dispute, um, but it was widely known that he wanted to redo his contract. Um, and Chris Greer made no, he did not hide it. He said, I expect Xavier Howard to be on our team in 2023, or 2022, that was. Um, But now with the Bernard Jones situation, kind of some, um, you know, a lot of unknowns with the situation. He didn't commit um, to him being on the team. Obviously, they've reached a resolution now where they're going to cut him. They're going to move on um, and save some cap uh, space down the line um, because of it. Um, But it goes back to the Dolphins' offseason needs. Um, They lose a cornerback, or I guess they, you know, now they know for sure that they need a cornerback. Um, That's among the many offseason Needs that the Dolphins have, and it's kind of weird, you know, with this being a a playoff team from the previous season, by having so many uh needs. I mean, they don't have a lot of guys under contract. They don't have a lot of money. I mean, I can just kind of go down the list. They got to bring in a backup quarterback. They got to sign a couple of running backs. They have to sign another tight end. They might have to sign a starting right tackle because their right tackle, Austin Jackson, has not been healthy and it's not been uh, very good in his early career. Um, you got to sign some inside linebackers. you got to sign some quarterbacks. You might have to sign another safety. Um, and, you know, again, with Byron Jones officially not being in their plans for 2023, he um, might be able to throw a cornerback at the top of the list. You know, when I wrote my takeaways from the combine, I wrote that I think it it could and it likely will be a very, very busy Uh, offseason on defense you know last year it was very clear they wanted to upgrade the offense you bring in Tyreek Hill you bring in a couple running backs uh, that McDaniel knows from San Francisco you bring in Teron Armstead Connor Williams you bring in a lot of guys I mean they they completely overhauled the offense new head coach new offensive minded guy uh, you get the guys to to fit uh, you know that vision I think we're going to see the same uh, with Vic Fangio coming in as defensive coordinator. But the question is, like, where do you go? I mean, right now, the, the Dolphins are going to have some money because they have to have some money uh, ahead of next week, I guess it's 4 p.m. Wednesday when everything um opens up officially. But the question is, like, how are they going to use it? And I, I remember a couple weeks ago I was saying I'd like to get – if I was the Dolphins, I'd like them to get a, a nice inside linebacker to kind of be the leader of that defense. Um, But I don't know if you can go into – I mean, you can't go – into the into your season with only uh Xavier Howard and Kater Kohu as your I guess your your bona fide established cornerbacks I mean Xavier Howard's just coming off of an injury riddled season Kater Kohu looked really good but after that you really don't have anything I mean Nick Needham is coming off the torn Achilles um could be back but it's a torn Achilles I mean you don't you don't know how guys come back off of that so I I do wonder like Maybe you do kind of stock up on cornerback. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think it's a system where you need like absolutely great cornerbacks. Um, But if anything, if last year showed us anything, it's how not having enough cornerbacks can kind of derail that, uh, you know, your your defense to an extent. So, I mean, what what do you think? Would you, Uh, does this news kind of put cornerback at top of the list? Do you still think that they need to prioritize uh, another position when free agency starts?
0: I I don't think it changes much. I mean, what, what, we we thought.
1: Byron Jones is going to be back. I mean, I didn't expect it. I didn't <laughs> no, expect it. But now it's
0: <laughs> we knew what the deal was. We knew what the deal. We've been, we been, you know, we've been new. <laughs> they say, "Come on now, we, you know, we, I don't think it changes much. I don't think it changes anything. Um, he's okay. He's gone. He's definitely gone. Um, I, yeah, I do think you need in today's NFL you. I think you better have three solid corners, at least, Um, because uh, boy, if you don't, they'll they'll find that weak corner. You know, you have two solid corners and one e. You know, everybody'll find that e, and you're gonna be ugh. So you need three. They need three solid corners, Um, and you know. Again, you're thinking about it you're thinking about this division that you're you know, that you're in, um that I don't know, but the, but the Patriots really, you know, bother me or scary, but uh, that look, if the Jets ever figure out their quarterback situation You're talking they, to Aaron
1: Rodgers, so, I mean yeah, I they,
0: they got they've got other things on that offense that healthy, they, they can, they can be some, those, they can be a problem and that defense is a problem. So, you know, you got those guys and you got, you know, the Josh Allen deal in Buffalo and, you know, they, you know, they can throw the ball all day. They could run their running games, eh, you know, but so their whole thing is throwing the ball and, you know, if you want to slow them down or, you know, not be sitting there at the end of the at the end of the game hoping you know hoping you can stop a 90-yard drive you better you better have a you know at least a few corners so um
1: but when you would you i'm trying to remember i don't, a I don't know weeks. that it
0: changes anything like if it, okay you know I, I still think but if, you're but, gonna, if, but if you're,
1: you're but if you're chris greer if you're chris greer and free agency opens and you're like all right we gotta add we gotta add i mean they're gonna probably gonna add multiple guys but if you got to prioritize getting an impact guy at one position. I mean, you're getting a cornerback, you're getting a middle linebacker, you get the safety. Or I'm trying I, to remember what you said a couple of weeks ago. You say running back with their top, lead, with Ooh. Their top leader. <laughs> Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm trying no. to remember. I'm trying to remember. <laughs>
0: I think maybe I said right tackle. I don't know. Right tackle, yeah.
1: But, what, but, on defense,
0: what the are you, you trying to tell me? Either way, also, the thing with free agency, you know, again, it's the same thing as the draft. Let's look at what's there. You know, let's let's look at the look at the crop. You don't want to look at the relative crops, and you don't want to you don't want to pull a Neil O'Donnell. You know, <laughs> like when the Jets overpaid for him at quarterback because he was like the only, you know, he was the he was the best quarterback of a very weak free agent class. they have been better off saying, okay, you know, forget that. Let's draft a quarterback. You know. You know, let's, you know, look at the crop of free agent corners you have. Um, look at what you have free agent wise at inside linebacker. Look at what you have at right tackle in free agency. How much and, and is it, are those positions worth the money that those players are going to want? And if they're, if, if you don't think you're going to get that kind of money, out, if you don't think you're going to get your your money's worth out of it, you know, do no, you know that, that that in, the, in the draft. And and you know, also you but you also have to look at the draft. Right? What's your opinion about, you know, the corners, the those players at those positions in the draft? And you know, I'm of the belief that just like it seems like every year you're gonna have a lot of you seem to have a lot of good wide receivers coming out. Um, you know, I think you pretty much these days have a lot of good defensive backs coming out because you know, colleges are having to do the same thing uh, that the NFL is, and so you know, I think maybe you can hold hold off on corner until the dra- draft. Um,
1: there's one. So, get answer the question though. If you, there's one position on defense. You're 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 saying I gotta, I want to get a guy. I, okay. I I think I think they're gonna have options. I, oh, I think they're yeah. gonna have to the safety, middle linebacker, and cornerback. I, I have, have to got released, but I have to short the second. I had to short my secondary. I I, I
0: did. You just had to short the secondary. I, I, think, you, I think you. think you have safety
1: cornerback. To. You don't care either way.
0: He, yeah, I mean, I, he, he, one way or another, you got to short the secondary just because you can't. I, I think they they're pretty. I think they're good enough at stopping the run. I just I just yeah, but the front is you good just, for you just, sure. But you, you have to be. You have to have guys who can cover for long enough. And um they kind of you know, right now they don't they don't think they do. Yeah. And they don't have enough guys who can cover long enough in this division. Um, I know if you know maybe go to you know, the south and you know, you can probably got you can cover those guys there, except for maybe Jacksonville, I guess. But um yeah, I I, I want to short for secondary first. Yeah, and, that makes that makes sense. And then, I, and then and then I can you know upgrade as as needed elsewhere on the def- defense. Um, but I also think you're, you know what's your right ta- what's the right tackle market like, either in the draft or free agency, and that's again you because you have to have that taken care of. But that is you know that's your off injured quarterbacks blind side. So, you know, you you might want to, might want to nail that down. So, you know, he can be cool in the pocket for, you know, the, you know, two and a half seconds that he's going to be back there before you know, Jalen or Tyreek or whoever breaks open.
1: And um, so, yeah. Yeah. I asked uh, Chris Greer about middle linebacker excuse me, a safety specifically at the combine. Um, and he said, yeah, obviously we got a lot of, you know, a linebacker, we got a lot of free agents. So we got to add some depth there at safety. We got to add some depth. And he's like, we're going to do that. So again, I think that it could definitely, uh, it could definitely be a big off season for some, for some big defensive changes. So we'll see there before we get out. I want to bring up one thing, one more thing to you. And based off your reaction to a comment that I made earlier, I have a phone. I know how you're going to respond. Um, been some rumors, about, you know, maybe some running backs becoming available. Obviously, um, I believe Josh Jacobs and Sa- Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and Tony Pollard, all pending free agent running backs, um got placed with some type of franchise tag. So they're not gonna be available. Um but there's some kind of rumors, rumblings about maybe uh Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry being available, um some other potential running backs that the Dolphins could target and uh in free agency. Um is there any way or should the Dolphins target, uh, you know, a big name at running back at all under any circumstances? I say, I say no, because I I know I've seen a lot of Dolphins fans uh, talking about the possibility of having Derrick Henry back there with Tyreek and Jen, and that'd be crazy, but I don't know. I I think that. I don't think you need uh you don't need a bell cow you don't need a guy to to carry the ball 25 30 times a game. I think you just need efficiency. And I think particularly you need improvements in the offensive line to to really maximize the uh the you know the running game. I know Chris Greer said that there's um that he said that you know the organization is open to bringing back Mostert and Wilson. Um and I think it's a good chance that they they run it back with those guys. But I think they played really well. I think they ran really well. Are they top tier type running backs? No but I don't think you need a top-tier running back. I think you just need an efficient running game. I think that at times the Dolphins had that, but at times they didn't. I think that this is an offense that is best when it's built around Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, getting the ball to them as much as possible, and in certain situations where you need need the balance, when you need to run the clock out, when you need to run the ball, in certain situations having that ability to do that. Um, If somehow, again, it always depends on the – but like I think it's always about value. Like you mentioned it before, getting value in the draft, getting value in free agency. If you can get a nice deal for a guy, or maybe you're not paying as much, maybe you don't have to give up as much, um, relative to what you know you think you 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 usually would, go for it. Um, but in terms of like the way this offense is built, I like that it's built around Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And the Dolphins do need to add to so, like they need to add a tight end and whatnot. Um, but in terms of like going out going out and searching for, like, a big-name running back uh, to kind of complement the the offense. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Like, it'd be great, but I think it'd be, like, more of a luxury than a necessity. What do you think? I'm not – you know,
0: being a running back's second team in this league these days, ooh, it's it's awful tough. Uh, Especially, like, what I like about Derek – like I would like about Derrick Henry in the Dolphins' offense, it'll be such a like gear shift, you know, play to play. Okay, are we gonna get hounded? You know, are we gonna get this guy trying them trying to get you know this guy downhill um, quickly, or are we gonna get? Are we gonna have to be chasing these guys? You know, these small fast guys around the field and worrying about you know them catching a ten yard you know pass and going sixty with it. Are we, you know, just, it It, it adds another completely different element. Um, a yeah, real yeah. serious power element. And I think the four-minute drill at the end of the game gets a lot easier. For right? sure, for sure. Um, that said, uh, Derek Henry is a running back who I think can fall off and I might be wrong about this. I might be completely wrong about this. And, you know, he might come out here and run for 15 1,600 yards this year. And, you know, but there seems like that he dishes out a lot of punishment. He takes a lot, too. And I don't know that he works best in an offense unless he's getting, you know, 20-some carries a game. And I don't know that he's going to get that in this offense. And I don't know that if he gets those twenty some carries each game, I don't know what Derrick Henry I'm going to be getting after Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I, I I'm not crazy about the whole big name running back thing in unless unle- Unless, you know, as they're when you're talking about guys, especially who are nearing 30 or so, 31. It's a tough position to play in this league for a long time these days, even though teams don't run the ball as, you know, they don't pound the rock the way they once did. Yeah, there are some teams that do and, you know, have a very run centric kind of thing going on. But the guys hitting them on the defensive side, they keep getting bigger and faster. (laughs) so it doesn't take as many hits to wear down a guy and put a lot of wear on his tre- treads for his career and uh you know unless you're uh, unless you're really getting the good value
1: hmm,
0: it's you got other places to spend money and fill holes um you know i don't I don't want to be dismissive and say this isn't fantasy football but it's not and you you have other places to fill holes. Yeah. So um, you know, just figure figure something else out with that. I mean, you know, find some big find some big fast guy and spend a seventh round pick on them, you know, whatever, you know. Um but yeah, not crazy about the idea of a lot of
1: what is out there is um for the dolphins in that market. Yeah, the Dolphins haven't shown a big commitment in recent years to you know spending on a running back. They haven't drafted a running back in the first round of the draft since 2016 when they selected Kenyon Drake. Um, if you look at the past couple of years, I mean it's been a lot of uh, undrafted free agents, late round picks, mid round picks. Ryan Fitzpatrick one year leading the team in rushing. But hey, you say you get what you pay for, so uh, maybe they do need to change the philosophy just a little bit. We'll, we'll see if they do that in free agency or the draft, but they definitely got to improve the running game uh, if they want to take that offense to the next level. Uh, so we'll see again. We'll, we'll see what they do. Uh, free agency uh, officially opens uh, 4 p.m. next Wednesday. Uh, the legal tampering window when you can, you know, I mean, I guess it's kind of an oxymoron legal tampering, but the legal tampering window window that opens Monday. Um, we're going to have a lot. We're going to have a ton of news in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks. Um, so, as always, you know, stay tuned to the Miami Herald, um, catch up on all of our uh, co- uh, combine content from the past week in Indy um, on the site, and we'll definitely keep it rolling for you as uh, you know, the Dolphins start to make some moves uh, in the offseason. Although we, we, we might stay with the off-season backgrounds here.
0: You, 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 it's, it's off-season. You're only getting so much out of this.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm, I I got to get one of those nice little green screen. I'm going to have to, you know, upgrade the, upgrade the background. But, uh, you, you,
0: had, you had a nice one last year during the season. What happened to that?
1: Man? Yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're on the road. We're on the road. So we, gotta, we, gotta go what we got to go where we can hide. But, yeah, we're working on it right now. We're, we're working with the technical <laughs> producer <pretty> on <strong. laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins of that podcast. I want to thank you guys as always. Uh, as always, subscribe to Miami Herald YouTube page. Subscribe to the Miami Herald. Like, share, comment. Um, as I said before, um, off season really getting rolling next week. We're gonna have a ton of content um, on all the Dolphins moves and more. So we'll be back next week to talk more Dolphins football uh, preview. Let's start a free agency. Uh, you know, give our predictions for the off season. Uh but until then, you guys take care. <laughs> yeah. Still